Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL. We back. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we back with another fire episode. But um, before we start, Atlanta, you got two days left by the time you hear this. Maybe three. Um, Class ticket, ticket, tickets. Yo. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy event that we got planned for this coming Saturday and Sunday, the 25th and the 26th. We have a live podcast on the 25th with PTG Boy. Shout out to Brandon Metford <laughs> and his whole crew. Um, we have Mr. and Mrs. Two Weeks Out. Yeah, first family of fitness yeah, in Atlanta. They, they run in Atlanta with fitness game right now. We have Kiana Watson, celebrity realtor. Um, and then after the podcast, we have uh, it's catered, yeah. open bar situation, private networking event Act with, with all of our <laughs> alumni and all of the guests. A lot of times people like want to know, like, how do I meet these people? How do I network with them? This, yeah. is, this is how. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking, like, are they going to be there after the podcast? Yeah, they're going to be hanging out with no, us, Everybody's going to be there. And so, then Alex Good Energy is going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. Yeah. Our guest today will be there as well. That's yeah, a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then the next day we have our workshop with um, Alice Good Energy, Trucking Guru, uh, Andy from Y2K Credit Solutions, Max Maxwell, talking about wholesaling, and MG the Mortgage Guy. Oh, God. The mortgages. So, oh, God. And then, like I said, we're going to have Greg Barnett, NFL agent will be there, Ms. Business will be there, uh, Mandy. Mandy Shout B will be there. Mandy Shout out to Mandy. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of people there, man. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a whole vibe party. So, um, EarnYourLeisure.com, events tab. Yep. Snatch up your tickets. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you then. We're going to see you. So, all right, we're going to jump right into this episode. Um, this is something that we're extremely excited about. Yeah. And um, I personally think that this might be the most important episode that yeah. we've done so far. It's, it's something we've been talking about since like we started Earn Your Leisure. It was like, yo, we need to do something that's major for the majority of people. No, nah, this is something that is going to be extreme. Like I said, this might be the most important episode, so no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> you got you got a high ball. You got the right guy. but you know, it's crazy because it's, it's a business podcast. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, we teach about entrepreneurship, investing, things of that nature. Um, but like Ash Cash once famously said, your job is your first investor, right? So exactly. would we love for everybody to be an entrepreneur? Sure, why not? But we know that 90% of Americans are not entrepreneurs. Yeah. 90% of Americans work in the workforce. Need a job. Right? Um, so this this is going to be an interesting conversation because we cover a few different topics. So our guest today, Brandon Mitchell, he's he is an entrepreneur, yeah. right? But he's his business is resume writing, along with other things. Yeah. So career advancement. Career advancement. So so the, the interesting part is that he left his corporate job to become an entrepreneur. So that's one story, right? Yeah. As far as like, how do you start a business? And he's young, 20, 23, right? 23 years old. 23 years old. He <laughs> yeah, left us a six, you, <laughs> crazy. you was getting paid six figures? Yeah. Six figure corporate job. And so- who's, who's signing up for that? Like any 23 year old, you make six figures. They're like, no way. Yeah. So that's, so that, <laughs> that's one story, right? That's one story. And then the next story is to say, okay, his what he does now for a living is to help people make more money. Exactly. As far as improve their their career, right? So that's another story as far as you know to make more money because 
the whole point of it to have multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. So nobody says that you you cannot work a job, but you should optimize your, your situation if you are working a yeah. job, yeah, right? Nine to five. I think uh, Rashonda Scott posted that, right? Your nine to five is your first investor. Your six, to, the six to ten is when you build your empire. Yeah, fact. And, and then the other side of the story is that for self-employed people and business owners. They have to hire people. They have to know the inner working. So that's something that employment is not something that's really talked about a lot. But it's very important, not only from the employee, but from the employer. Who to hire, how to hire, what to be looking for when you hire. Two sides of the coin. So, um, all right. So Brandon is 23 years old. He had a very, quote unquote, good job in corporate America. (laughs) Um, And he quit his six-figure job to start his own business. Five months ago, you started so we started the business on May 9th, 2019. So about six, seven months in so far. Six, That's six, six, seven months in. What's your revenue now so far? So as of today, we're about $140,000 in revenue 100, in about seven months or so. So 140000 40 or four? $140,000. $140,000 in seven months. Um, it's just a phenomenal story. Yeah. And you it's know what's interesting, interesting about the month of May? That's when he DM'd us. He DM'd <laughs> us in May and reached out and I didn't even know who he was and then he hit up us hit us up on Patreon. He's a patron too. Yeah, so shout out to all the patrons. <laughs> shout out to Patreon. Right. So we, to we had our, our, our phone call and we like, yo, this guy's solid. We gotta we gotta really sit down with See guy. what happens when you become a patron. <laughs> That's a fact. He was a patron, tier five patron. We had a FaceTime conversation. And uh, we liked his story so much, and now he's actually on the podcast. That's dope, man. That's yeah, a fact. You're the first patron to be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nah, for sure. So, so thank you, man. Thank you for your support, first and oh, foremost. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. So, all right, we're going to jump right into it. So can you tell us the story of, right, you were working at Price Waterhouse Cooper? Yes. That's so, a big five accounting firm. Big four? Big four. Big, big four, four accounting, accounting firm. firm. So the big four accounting firms, you have uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers. Uh, I have to say number one. So shout out to PwC. Uh, Deloitte, EY, and KPMG. So at PwC, I was a technology consultant. Um, And it's pretty interesting because PwC, it's a global accounting and advisory firm. So they do everything from um, audit, tax, and advisory. So advisory is where you get a lot of the consultants. So if you ever heard of, you know, people going in and dress up in suits, traveled around the U.S., that's kind of what I did. So I primarily focus on the technology consulting side. So we would go in, do something called operating model assessments. So you'd go in and look at a business and say, okay, hey, like how is your technology, how is your marketing, your operations, and essentially give recommendations for the technology teams to do better. So typically we would manage uh, projects and I was you know, really involved in making sure that the, uh, the companies, like their end products were, and technology was being delivered on time and on budget. Like so you're, essentially you're, a, a project manager. You're doing this at like 19, 20 years old. Yeah, so I kind of started as an intern, which is pretty good. And I think a lot of times um, people say, how do you get into these big corporations? And the best way is through the internship program. So I was blessed that when I was in college, um, I was able to go to a conference called NABA. So shout out to NABA, it stands for the National Association of Black Accountants. Um, And through NABA, they had like a whole bunch of networking events and I was able to get my first touch point. So fast forward, you know, I did the internship. It was a great experience, but really rudimentary. So back as as an intern, you kind of don't do too much. You kind of get a little bit of exposure to um, just like what it means to just see the corporate world. So after that, you know, I was able to land a full-time job and then, and then I started. So, all right, so you're working at PwC and start off the rip, you're making 100, over $100,000? No, so so first year was $75,000 right out of college and you know, for any college student, and it's crazy because- So you're like 21? Yeah, so I was 21, yeah, 21, uh, making 75,000, which was a blessing, you know, because I didn't grow Absolute up, you know, make, seeing, you know, too many people make 21, you know, $75,000 around me. Um, so it was it was great, you know, and just the, the just knowing that, you know, I'm making this much, it had a little, little bit of a weight on my shoulders, but yeah, so started first year, 75,000, and then, 
where they bump you up like 80 and then straight to like 91. And so when you incorporate like the bonuses and the compensation, you're looking at way over 100. So, all right. So you're working there for like two years? Two and a half. So, so I was there for about two two years and about two months or so. All right. So you're there for two and a half years. You're 22, 23 at that time, right? Yeah. You, you left, you were 23? Yeah, 23. 23. Yep, so I left back in October. Yep. October 25th. I'll never forget the day. <laughs> All right. You're making like 100. How much you make? 110, something like yeah, that? 101. 101,000. Exactly. Six figures. At 23. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's something that a lot of people over 50 and 40 yeah, don't make. A lot make. of parents like, don't yeah, make that. A lot of, yeah, exactly. So what makes you want to start your own company when you're already making $100,000 at 23 years old? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a really great question. So for me, my entrepreneurship journey really started back when I was in college. So I was in college back in, I uh, graduated from high school 2014, started in college. Um, and so for me, when I was in college, I really wanted to do the most, right? So I went in there um, as a finance major. So a lot of people don't know about that. Started in finance and quickly went to double and triple major. So people don't know. So yeah. yeah. Three things you, you made. You, you, you had yeah, triple yeah. major. Yeah, you got that major. much time, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, what was your major? What was your three majors? So I did finance, which was great because that gave me a lot of exposure to like investing. So some of those fundamental concepts. Then I did economics, which was huge because you get to look look at the world from a, like a macroeconomic perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Like how does the world work? Inflations, interest rate, all that great stuff. And then you know, my mom at one point she was like, you know what? You should really check out this thing called MIS. And at that time, it was really when MIS was starting to blow up and it stands for Management Information Systems. So essentially, you, you learn about databases, database management, um, and how to, um, you know, look at technology from like a business perspective, per se. So you yeah. have finance, economics, and man, what was it? Third one? Management inf Information Systems? Yeah, correct. What school did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm a proud alum from uh, Plattsburgh State University. Shout out to Plattsburgh. We drove past that on our Sony, way to Montreal. Sony Plattsburgh? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plattsburgh. <laughs> so... All right. Wait, time out, time out. So social life at all? Yeah, so it's, it's funny enough. Um, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> on campus, I mean, a lot of people knew me as, like, the guy who was definitely, like, at most of the parties. But at the same time, I took school and my education really seriously. So, you know, it's funny enough, even with graduating in three years, um, I was taking about, like, 27 credits a semester. Oh, wow. While still managing a social life, a fraternity, clubs. That's a full and, year for most people. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 27 credits a semester? <laughs> they, do they even allow? Well, the thing is that, so I, I, I graduated in three and a half years, and I, I took, the most I ever took was 20 credits a semester. It's probably. But the, the story, my story is different from your story because. A lot of stories. Yeah. So I was, I, I played basketball, okay. and um, I was a communication major. First, I was an American studies major, then I was a communication major. I just wanted to do the easiest thing possible, to be honest, Fact. full transparency. And. So I learned, shout out to my man, Jarrell. I learned to hack the system. So I always taking the easiest classes. So my 20 credits was like six credits. Cause I was taking like community involvement, like right. all kinds of nonsense. Like, so. <laughs> Good old yeah. free education. But you was actually you. taking real classes. Yeah. So I kind of flipped the script a little bit. And it's interesting because when I started, I jumped right into my major classes. So full transparency, when I got to college, I already had 12 credits. So it was a from high, from high school? school? From high school, Oh, yeah. okay. That's so different. back in uh, Unidale, so shout out to Unidale High School, they were able to offer these things called super classes. And essentially, if you took them your senior year and you obviously passed with like a B or an A, you were able to get three credits. So I took a few of those. So when I went to college, I was already a semester ahead, per se. Yeah, 12. Tw yeah, so 12 was, all so you need is 12 to be a full-time student. So you yeah. always... Doogie Hauser type um, yeah, like prodigy. He might not even know who Doogie Hauser is, bro. You know who Doogie Hauser is? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
<laughs> generational. It says right. a lot about the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generational. Thing. So, all right. So, so, so you're obviously extremely intelligent, right? So, you have three degrees. You have three degrees. Three degrees. In three years. In three years. Okay. So then you start your first business while you're in college, or while I was in college, right? So my first business, uh, I, I launched my second semester freshman year, so back in 2016. And it, it didn't really work out too well, but it was called ideayet.com. So ideayet.com was a social media platform for buying and sharing ideas with equity crowdfunding components. So I mentioned that I was a finance major. So in my studies, I started learning about like, you know, uh, equity crowdfunding, just like all types of finance concepts. And at that time, I said, you know what, it'll be really great to you know do a platform. So around that time, I was doing a lot of research and I was looking at things like GoFundMe, which is huge back then, Kickstarter. So I was looking at a lot of ways in which people were getting ideas out there. You know, you, you, you kind of bring a product to market and let's say you don't have all the money yourself, mm -hmm. you can literally crowdfund. And that's a great way of getting exposure, brand awareness and things like that for your product. Yeah. So I said, you know what, like just looking looking at the, the uh, traction that like Facebook has, I said, well, everybody loves social media. You get on there um, and you can you can do all that interaction. So, you know, so, so I said, you know what, let's combine the two. So the, the real premise was that people can go on there and literally comment on your idea to, to ideate it and to help you develop it out and then they would get some equity in exchange. So I put up an idea, somebody says, yo, I like it, let me help you develop it. Exactly. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So that's like, all right, I wanna, I wanna do... I got a podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, you got a podcast. I got a podcast, idea. and now you put it out there, and then somebody says, I want to help with the podcast, and then you sell the equity for 5%, exactly. yeah. worth $5,000, mm -hmm. and now they have equity. For really helping you build but it. But they're really helping it. you build it, step by step. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so you can get on there and just learn about people's ideas. What was the name of it? <laughs> Ideayet.com. Idea Still exists? Com. It doesn't exist right now. Right, and the right, slogan was, right. do you have an idea yet? And you know, during that I time, like that. it's pretty interesting <laughs> because I realized the power of just ideas in general. You know, everybody has ideas, they're in abundance. But the thing is, is that a lot of people are really scared to share their ideas. That's a fact. They're like, oh, I tell someone, you know, like, I don't really know what's, what's gonna happen. Yeah, they're gonna take yeah. it from my idea. And you know, at that time it was dawning upon me, it was like, everybody has ideas, why not just share them? Because what I have in my head doesn't mean what you have in your head. Mm -hmm. My vision, my marketing strategies, how I want to execute will be a lot different than, let's say, you, you know, or someone else. And so I said, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hold it to yourself. Put yeah. it out there and see what, like, what, like, what you could build it. Yeah, my brother told me something very important. Like in my summer staff, he was like, "Listen, man, only hire people with ideas, right? You can't be the only one with ideas because what you become is the guy at the club who has the bottles and everybody's drinking off of them. At some point, people got to get their own bottles or start sharing drinks." And I was like. Damn, you're right. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? If you don't have any ideas towards what we're doing, you can't come back. Straight up. That bottle situation is serious. <laughs> that bottle situation is serious, it's a fact. man. You gotta hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so that didn't work out. So didn't work out. What happened? How, why didn't it work out? Because that's actually a really good idea. No, absolutely. And I feel like it didn't work out because of the team. So at that time, you know, I was really young, so I didn't really know how to really execute on it yet. And my team around how me. How old were you? I was about. 20 at that time yeah okay. yeah so it was like 1920 um That's and I, I had the great idea um but i just didn't have a good team around me so i was like looking on campus for like support so i was like i was literally on linkedin back then saying hey like who can i find on campus help me develop to uh, develop this thing um but yeah i just didn't have a good team um and so you know it didn't really work out but what was cool is that i did get to pitch it and back then and i was really heavily involved on campus so i was um in some like the business plan competition so we pitched it Raise a little bit of money, but again, it just didn't take. Who'd off. you pitch it to? So we pitched it to on campus. We had like business plan competitions, so they would ha get like local 
um, angel investors from the Plasswood community. So mm -hmm. the Plasswood and Clinton community, you know, I got a lot of people around there who are just sitting up there, they were retired and they're like, hey, like, why not? No support. So if you won these competitions, you would get about like $1,000, $2,000 to kind of work on your idea. 24 hours in a day. This guy is a triple major and pitching business plan. No excuse. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Triple major. <laughs> triple major. That's going to be a new serious. name. We don't call you triple major. What's, for your, what's, your, what's your background? You West Indian? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 the accent, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm Jamaican and West Indian Italian for sure. Yeah. So, uh, another Jamaican on the on the podcast. Leave Shout it up. To, leave it up to the Jamaicans. Tree, <laughs> tree majors. <laughs> you know, tree you know, majors. My dad has three jobs. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So yeah. Oh man, I knew it. I knew it. All right. So okay. So that doesn't work out, but you don't get discouraged. So then you start another business, right? Absolutely. What's all the business so, after that? So after, well, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because because with the idea.com, right, I realized back then, that's when I kind of started resume writing that, you know, I can take this experience and put it on my resume. And with that, that's actually how I got my first internship at Grant Thornton, which was before PwC, which is Grant Thornton is the number five accounting firm in the world. So you got the big four and then you kind of got like everything else. So Grant Thornton was, was number five. Um, so to answer your question, after the experience with, idea yet you know i was pitching it i was making money with you know raising money so i was like you know what i have more ideas so uh my junior year which is also my senior year since i graduated in, in three years mm -hmm. i decided to launch resumes.co and resumes.co was the first iteration of brand resumes so back then again i said you know what? i'm not going to just give up on this first idea that that didn't really work out let me just try something new i was on campus writing resumes for myself and for others and it was, it was working out like i said i was able to get that internship at grant thornton yeah. and so on and so forth you're like um, so you're doing it for your friends and they're getting jobs off of it oh yeah okay so yeah so i was i was literally writing resumes and everybody on campus was coming to me for this mm. i was like anybody thought about careers they would just go like head up brandon brandon knows what's up yeah um and it was interesting because again like even before i graduated i was a junior uh and and sophomore literally like seniors were coming to me and saying hey like i need help can you help with my, with my LinkedIn profile and things like that? So, all right. So, I, all right. So, but that doesn't work out either. No. So, resumes.co didn't work out, but the process of building that company, I think, is the foundation for where I'm at today. So, all right. So, now you have experience and you have the resume experience. And I will fast forward. You're at um, PwC. PwC. And what makes you want to rekindle and start? that over again, start yeah, the right I heard, I heard there was a, a fateful trip to the West Coast. Yeah, it was a fateful trip to the West Coast. <laughs> so um, for my birthday, so my birthday is March 31st, uh, of last year, I decided to go out to California, right? And you know, me coming from the East Coast, I don't really know a lot about California, but I wanted to experience it. Um, and so I, I flew out to California for a weekend. It was actually for my, for my birthday weekend, like I mentioned. And during that trip, I was really driving up the, the Malibu coast. So for anybody who's on the West Coast, definitely check that out. If you have a chance to go to California, beautiful, shout out to California. Beautiful, beautiful, Still beautiful haven't made it place. to Malibu, bro. Uh, shame on you. Next time, next shame time, on you. next time. Yes, beautiful. Um, and so I was just driving and I saw so much beautiful houses on this coastline. And I'm just looking like, man, like it will be nice to own one of these one day. And just that, that aspiration, you know. Making six figures is great, but at the same time, six figures won't afford you that type of luxury lifestyle. Can't do that. Can't do it. Different ballgame. Can't levels. Do it. Not levels. levels. I levels. remember um, my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite movies was the net was the Social Network, and um, when Justin Timberlake he told uh, um, the character that was playing Mark Zuckerberg, he was like, um, uh, "What do you say? He's like a million dollars isn't cool. He's like, you know, it's called a billion dollars. Yeah, is that's cool. really cool. And the reality of it is that there's levels. There's, there's really <laughs> levels in life, and it's yeah. like um, you think a hundred thousand is money." Until you realize 
It's really not. Yeah. It's a fact. It's a hard reality. That's the harsh. You know, you know when you realize a hundred thousand is not a lot? When you make a hundred thousand. Yeah. Like, I, I can't live off this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat off, right? What's he going to say? What's he going to say? I can't eat off 100 That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Happened to me. Because uh, it's like six, six, six figures, you always think six figures is like so much. And then I know I made six figures in six months. And I didn't really have that much money. Absolutely. I'm like. Cost of living. That, this isn't, this isn't going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And so at that time, like I said, I was, I was literally driving up and down the coast. And I said, you know what? I want to be able to put myself in a position to do this. And just working the actual nine to five or nine to seven in some cases wasn't gonna allow me to do that. And obviously, if, if you stick around at some of these consulting firms, it's a very lucrative career path. And so you can go up, go from like associate to senior to senior manager, director, partner. And partners make a lot of money, right? But at the same time, you're really bouncing your time. And I wanted to have that freedom to be able to make the money to, to do what I wanna do, but also have the freedom to travel and, you know, just be on my own type of time. Earn your leisure. Fact. Absolutely. Hence. <laughs> yeah. So you started it while you're still working. While I was still working. So after I came back from that trip, you know, it just dawned on me. I said, you know what? Let me, when I go home, let me just try to do this idea again. Because I'm big on ideas, right? And I said, that business model, I know if I put the right, you know, mix of, of services and just structure together, let's just, I, I know it can be something. So right? at the time before it crashed, were you offering too many things or was it like, what happened? Yeah, so with um, resumes.co, we actually were offering too many services, okay. so that was the first issue. And then the second is that we didn't really have the right price point. Mm. So you gotta know how to price your business. It's very important to understand like the, like, the, the structure that goes into setting your price. Mm -hmm. So back then, um, it was really cheap and inexpensive, and I think that the reason behind that is that we were serving the wrong market. So when I was on campus, I was looking at servicing the college market. I thought that that was like the end all be all. Let's just help college students. Work get, for Facebook. Yeah, literally. <laughs> let's, get, let's help them get internships and, and jobs and, and opportunities. And yeah. so our price point wasn't wasn't um, large enough for the service and the time it would take to, to, to do the business. Yeah. In addition to that, all the services we wanted, we were doing like website resumes, which is a really interesting concept where you can literally, instead of having and giving out a paper, you say, hey, go to my website. And it's actually a resume. Mm. We were doing social media scrubs. So let's say you were looking for, you were actively applying. You know they're going to go to your LinkedIn and your Facebook and your Instagram. So you want to make sure that that's in check, right? Um, and just the way that we were structuring out our services, it just didn't make any sense. And we didn't have packages at the time. Mm. So I think that, you know, it was just too much. People would go to website. They, would, they wouldn't see, they couldn't identify with a package or a service, which is what we fixed. Uh, with with brandresumes.com. So yeah. you start you start it um, by yourself, right? By myself. When you first started, like how many hours are you? So you're working nine to six in your regular job? Yeah, nine to six and nine to seven in some cases. Because with the with the consulting, you know, you're really traveling. Um, so you're working up five thirty on Mondays. You're traveling to, in my case, was Philadelphia for a while. You're getting there at like eight thirty a.m. or so. You work until about five or six. You might go to the gym. Uh, by the time you get back to the hotels, about eight thirty nine, and then yeah, I would just take from there until about uh, you know two in the morning or so. And so, I knew that I had to put in the time to get to the effort. So you work from eight o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night at your regular job. Yeah. After everything is done, dinner and all Monday that. through Thursday, and then Fridays sometimes you you'd be able to work from home. So and then from from that. nine to two in the morning, you worked on your side hustle, which was your side hustle at the Absolutely time. every day. And you're building that up. And, and weekends. How, how, how quick? <laughs> but how quick? When you start making money on resume? Yeah, so I think that the the preparation, so it was about a month and a half of preparation that went into actually setting it up because what I realized is that I want to set it up the right the right way, right? So with the brand res, with resumes.co, you know, essentially I did everything myself. 
I code, I literally learned to code HTML, uh, JavaScript, all that, built the website myself, set up all my own marketing. Uh, but I said, this time, let me outsource to, you know, professionals who do that. And, you know, it's funny, it was, a, it was a really a Gary Vee quote mm -hmm. that stuck out to me. And he said that 99% of problems in business can be solved by, you know, hiring someone. And it was powerful because I was like, wait, I tried to do everything myself the first time. Yeah. So website development, I found the cheapest developer in Pakistan, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. Um, and, we, and he actually went on to become, he's actually a senior, uh, a senior um, website developer for us now. He's actually full time um, just through relationship building. But yeah, in terms of making money, as soon as we put it out, it was an instant hit. And I think it was a hit because it was always a great idea. We just didn't have the right execution product market fit and execution. So then like four months after and at that point you quit your job, right? Four, yeah. three months? So we launched in May and then about five months, I, I knew it was time. How much were you making a month when you quit your job? We was make so I was making about yeah the hundred thousand at PwC so you know after taxes all that great well, stuff. Well, I mean with the with resume with you hit the like resumes twenty thousand a month. Yeah, we was hitting twenty to twenty five. So once, once you hit twenty, once you hit twenty thousand a month with resumes, it's over. Oh, it was over. Yeah, at, at that point, I knew that I was onto something, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure that you know the income was consistent. So the first month we did about maybe four thousand dollars in sales. Then we jumped up to fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, right? But it needs to be consistent. You don't want to just, you know, quit your job before you know that your side hustle is taking off. Yeah. But at the same time, if you wait too long, you know, you, you can't, you can't, you can't at some point, both. exactly. You, can't only yeah, you did something very important that one of our alumni said she did, Kika Wise. She was like, the best thing I ever did was fire myself. I fired myself and I hired everybody else to do the things that, yeah. you know what, I'm wasting, I'm taking too much time to do. Absolutely. You need to focus on strategy as a business owner and also like where you see growth and partnerships and things like that. All right. So we're going to talk about the business model of your actual business, but in the next segment, we're going to talk about how people can make more money at their jobs yeah. via a few different hacks. Since this is the line of work that you're in, we're going to enlighten people and give them some free game. Absolutely. Let's, let's drop some gems. All right, so as I said, the vast majority of Earn Your Leisure's listeners and the vast majority of people, not just in America and all over the world, are employees, and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. because everybody's not an employer. Everybody doesn't want to be a business owner. But even if you do have aspirations, you still need to know how to maximize your job income mm -hmm. while you're pursuing your side hustle or before you actually leave and do a full-time entrepreneur thing, right? So. We're going to talk about a few different hacks. The first thing is LinkedIn. We covered LinkedIn a little bit with, with Chris Senegal. Shout out to Chris. But we didn't really go deep dive into LinkedIn. Yeah. And I think that people don't fully understand LinkedIn, unfortunately. Especially our community. <laughs> <That's so cool. laughs> they, don't even, they don't even know, like, LinkedIn is huge. It's yeah. huge. It's not something that is small. It's big time. But it's big time with the right people. Yeah. Like, so just to give you some stats, there's 300 million users on LinkedIn in 200 countries. Um, Monthly users, bro. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. 77% um, of recruiters use LinkedIn. And the cool thing about it is 33% of millionaires are on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is really like the, the, the higher echelon social network yeah. site. So like, like if you could compare it, like Facebook is for like personal relationships and LinkedIn is more like for business relationships. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that form of social media. It's social media for people that want to make money. Yeah, business to business. Business to business. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's the largest B2B network um, 
Yeah, on, on, on and every, the thing the thing about LinkedIn too is everybody's on LinkedIn. Like literally, like LinkedIn, it has the, I think it has the most powerful um, algorithm to to show on Google. Like when you type somebody in, like their name, mm-hmm. the first thing that pops up is their LinkedIn page. It's like a business card at this point. Like yeah. you have to have a LinkedIn page, and you, when you Google, that comes up first. It's Google searches yeah. and everybody, all all the high powered executives. They're gonna hit our LinkedIn. People that's right not even hey, that's a fact. <laughs> people that's not on Facebook or Instagram is on LinkedIn. Like yeah. that's a fact. It happens all the time, and it's a way to actually grow your network, make money, and not just get a job. It's a way to network with people, do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So first off, all right. So LinkedIn is a is a big part of like your story, right? Oh, I, I, absolutely, Com- completely. Yeah. LinkedIn is uh, it's been huge for growth. So why is LinkedIn so important? I think LinkedIn is really important, and you hit it on, on the head when you said it's about 303 million uh, active users a month, right? And so LinkedIn has a huge network of professionals on there who are trying to do one of two things primarily. It's one, to recruit for talent, and two, to, to actually sell something, right? So if you're a B2B professional, whether you're selling like software or digital services, like that's the place you need to be. Um, and it's great because it's like your first touch point for someone to know, to know about you. So let's say you go to like a career fair or you're networking and you say, hey, like, here's my business card. You know, the first thing that I do, I'm going to go and search you up on LinkedIn because I want to know who you are and I want to know your background. Do business cards still work? Business cards do work. Okay. Uh, but LinkedIn is the extended version of, I'd say, business card and a resume. Okay. Right. Because when you go on LinkedIn, you can see someone's title. So that's the first thing that you're going to see, which is very important and it needs to be engaging. Uh, you can read their summary, so a little bit of a bio about them, and then you can see all of their experience, some of their volunteer work, um, whether they're available for pro bono work. So it's really like a digital download, quick and easy on someone's professional background. Yeah. Another LinkedIn hack um, that Chris Senegal actually said is that, especially if you're self-employed, if you're self-employed, you can give yourself any title you want, but nobody really knows that you just gave yourself a title. So like, if you have a company, you can call yourself senior marketing director you can call Absolutely. yourself vice president president all, the all, above. That, all this stuff and when they see it it's like oh it's the president of a company yeah. ceo of a company and then when you reach out to all other title. presidents exactly they will <laughs> literally say okay president to president <laughs> i understand president. and it gives you an instant credibility when you can uh, when you can effectively you know uh, announce yourself right because then people will will kind of take you seriously if you're an associate reaching out to a director that, that might not work right levels Exactly. <laughs> Same thing in the corporate world. Like I wouldn't, as an associate, just go emailing partners like, hi, nice to meet you. I would take a formal approach in doing that. But with LinkedIn, it really empowers you to be able to connect with anybody, and especially leverage your alumni network as well. It's something that a lot of people don't really talk about. Alumni. But um, on LinkedIn, what you can also actually do is type in your university or any university. And what it allows you to do is filter by, um, by year that someone graduated and by job title and function. So you can find alumni in any field, especially if you wanted to start, like um, if you wanted to reach out to someone to, to start to start a conversation on a business opportunity or just to find people in general. That's huge. I'm glad you said that because that's something that you hear a lot. Um, it's like reach out to your alumni network, especially if you are local. Like if you're from New York and you went to school in New York or you, you went to school in the tri-state area or you know, on the East Coast, and it's a large school. Like, there's a lot of alumni in yeah, the tons, and it's like tons of alumni. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I went to Hawaii, so that didn't really work out too much. <laughs> but, but even if you have a situation like that, and this is another hack for like recent college grads or just people in general that went to college, a lot of times, like, let's say a university like Hawaii, right? So obviously, you would, there's not a lot of Hawaii alumni in New York, but there, there are maybe. there are some, and it's a smaller group. 
as opposed to NYU where there's a million. Well, like Syracuse. So now it yeah. might be like a, a couple hundred or a thousand. So now I can network with them easier because it's a smaller community as opposed to a million people, like you said, like Syracuse, yeah. where it's so many everybody's alumni. It's like yeah. everybody's an alumni. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you also have a warm connection with that person. You already have like a commonality between yourself. Hey, you went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii too. Hey, you're from New York. I'm from New York yeah. as well. And then with the LinkedIn, you can even double down into see like if they have any like uh, overlap. Like you might have went to the same high school as someone and you just never know. Right. So there's a lot of things on the on, on just looking at someone's profile that you can identify before you reach out. And then that kind of will you know empower that, that conversation. So you got 303 million monthly users, right? Monthly users. How do I make my LinkedIn more visible? Like, what, what are some things I need to do? Yeah, so on the profile setting side, there's a lot of things that you can enable there. So a lot of people don't know that LinkedIn has one of the re most re robust uh, profile settings that you can actually, of, of a social media network. So on LinkedIn, like you can literally go in, go to your profile, which a lot of people don't play around with, and you can enable your profile visibility to set it to all, right? Because I think as soon as you create your profile, it's set to only your first connections. So first connection is like, let's say I'm connected to you. Mm -hmm. A second connection is say, I'm connected to you, but I'm not connected to Rashad, right? So that would be a second connection. And the third connection would be like a third degree away from that. So someone that Rashad's connected to, but I'm not connected to. So mm -hmm. that's a third connection. So what you can do on LinkedIn is set that to be visible to everybody. So anyone who sees your profile can actually look at your stuff. Because if not, they, they, they won't be able to see that. So on the settings side, and then also letting people know that you're open to opportunities. So what is LinkedIn? So, all right. So LinkedIn, for anybody that's not familiar, it's like it's like a resume. You go in there, you type your whole resume, like where you went to school, what your previous jobs were, your work experience, and, and you put a picture up. And that's like what it is, right? So picture is important too. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, picture. So oh, yeah, it's, high it's, quality. It's for a lot, a lot of people. You can use it for a lot of different things, but a lot of people use it to find jobs or to improve their, like they might be at one job, but they want to network up and go to a higher level job. Right. So that's why a lot of recruiters are on LinkedIn because yeah. they're constantly recruiting people for different jobs. So there's a service called LinkedIn premium. Yeah. So there's LinkedIn premium. Um, so LinkedIn has a full suite of options, a premium options just for the uh, actual job seeker. So there's LinkedIn premium, which I'll, I'll kind of talk about. And then there's also um, LinkedIn uh, solutions for business owners, which you can do to kind of enable that sales growth or your brand awareness. And you can even also advertise on LinkedIn as well. So a lot of people don't know about that. It's a huge market outside of just your regular Instagram or YouTube. You should really think about advertising on LinkedIn as well, right? So what is LinkedIn like? All right, so like profile. What's that? So LinkedIn Profinder is is a platform um, that LinkedIn created, and it really monetizes, you know, its its members. And so what LinkedIn Profinder will do is it will literally send you leads on a daily basis from a certain category. So all right, so let's say you want to be a pro on LinkedIn. What you need to do is to construct your profile in a way that's going to say, "Hey, I'm a pro." So from your title to your summary to your skill sets, and when you're also putting all that in and building out your profile. You want to make sure that you put in that you're a full-time freelancer or a full-time business owner, right? So LinkedIn profile is only for professionals in a certain category, whether it's resume writing or let's say you own like a law firm, whether you own like a marketing agency, you can get on Profinder and start to get leads. Literally, LinkedIn will send you tons of leads for that. Leads like from uh, for people All looking for jobs? For people on its platform looking for opportunities. So Profinder is more so on the business side. Okay. So let's say you're a business. So I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn Profinder. I'm a pro. They will literally send me leads based off of a certain criteria. So let's say you Googled um, digital marketing services, right? LinkedIn profile will pop up and say, hey, we can connect you with 
uh, professionals on our platform. Oh. And then they'll do like a small like intake form. They'll put a little bit of information and then LinkedIn will send you that. Send so, you one of those so that's like an application tracking system? Like depending on the word I put in, it'll come back to you? So it's more so for if you're a business owner and you're trying to grow your business. So this is more so on the on the business side, yeah, right? Okay. So you're so you're a professional. So you have a regular profile and you're a professional, and it shows that hey, like I do this, and LinkedIn will then send you leads. So similar to um, like Fiverr or Upwork or Thumbtack.com, okay. you know they will literally send you leads, and then you can go ahead and uh, continue those conversations. So that's more so on the the, the business side. So like if somebody's a resume writer like yourself. And somebody is looking to revamp their resume. Absolutely, LinkedIn will send you the resume writer that person's contact information. Yeah, so you already know that that person is in the market for your services because they already so that expressed a small that contact form, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not just resume writer. There's a, there's about thirty or forty different services on there, from bookkeeping to um, real estate. Uh, I think there's real estate attorneys on there, real estate um, agents, everything's on LinkedIn. So it's a great way for you to also expand and to get more leads from what you might be doing already. How do they know? Like, all right, how do they know somebody wants a resume rewritten? Like they have keywords or do they have like questionnaire? So it's pretty interesting on LinkedIn because on LinkedIn, what's happened is a lot of people are there for jobs, right? So let's say you're looking for a job as a senior financial analyst. In the actual jobs tab, it will pop up as you're sifting through jobs hey, do you want a resume writer? Are you looking to revamp your resume? If they click on that, it will then take them to fill out a little small like intake form, which will then send to the pros. So it's almost like a, a process where like, if you need something, hey, I have somebody for you. So you just sit back and wait. All day. <laughs> wow, that's dope. Genius. Um, how much does that cost? So LinkedIn ProFinder um, is about $60 for the premium members, which isn't expensive, right? Because they'll continuously send you leads depending on the service that you're on there for. Um, but then it does scale up because again, you can do premium or you can also have like LinkedIn sales navigator, which is also a great tool for a B2B. What's sales navigator? So LinkedIn sales navigator is essentially a platform where you can go on, go on LinkedIn and you can save leads. So a lot of people only see LinkedIn's like free version, right? Which is like the regular dashboard. You get on there, you can um, edit your profile. Um, you can apply to jobs, but LinkedIn sales navigator, which you can go on there is it's a separate dashboard and you can save accounts. What it will also do is recommend you leads. So let's say you're in the business of selling software, right? So you have a sales navigator account. And let's say, you know, your boss is like, hey, we want to target um, XYZ companies. You can literally put those companies in and it will literally send you a curated feed of information on that company, on the people. So let's say those, those folks are posting content. It'll send that for you. You can save leads, share it with your other team members to really um, empower your, like, your, your, your B2B process of like you prospecting and reaching out. So it's a great way to say, okay, hey, I'm looking to expand in this category in 2020. Like you can easily find and save the leads. So it's, it's a great way to- what, uh, what is uh, LinkedIn salary? LinkedIn salary is pretty interesting. It's like a tool where you can essentially go in there and run salary reports. So similar to, so there's a few websites like payscale.com, Glassdoor, a lot of you guys might, might know about, but LinkedIn salary is a similar service. So you can go there um, and say, hey, I'm looking to be a product manager, for example, mm -hmm. right? It will say, okay, what location um, and what seniority level, and it will literally give you like a full-blown report on what you should expect to be compensated for that salary. Depending on where you're at in the yeah, country? Depending on where you're at. Okay. And that's really important because a lot of times when you're applying to a job, like like these these companies are starting to not put salaries on there. So you don't even know what is, they'll, they'll give you a range. Like, hey, this job pays anywhere from 85,000 to 135,000. So you see that a lot. Mm -hmm. And so with the uh, LinkedIn salary, it will give you a little bit more of an accurate representation 
based off of what people on LinkedIn are saying, hey, this is what I get paid. Mm. So how does somebody make their profile more attractive for um, recruiters if they are looking to um, leave their job or find a new job or things of that nature? Yeah, so that's that's really important. So in terms of making your profile more attractive, and it's not just for people who are looking for jobs, but also for any business owner, your profile needs to talk about your accomplishments and you need a really good summary. So a lot of people don't don't kind of skip over that or on your LinkedIn, you may not even have a summary. So you really want to focus on your accomplishments, maybe putting some of like your core competencies, your areas of expertise out there. So let's say someone sees your profile, they'll quickly understand what you're about. It's almost like the first third, like before I go down and, and like actually eat and kind of see like everything else, like I want to know like what's up, like as, as soon as you get there. So, all right. Um, what if somebody is looking for a job and they don't want to yeah. let their job know that they're looking for a job? How do you keep that private? How do you, yeah, <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah, so what you can do on the LinkedIn side is pretty cool. You can uh, signal to LinkedIn that all of your profile updates will be in stealth. So in the profile settings, I was I remember I kind of said that before, like they has some of the most robust settings. Mm -hmm. What you can do is turn all those um, those updates to your network off. And so that way you can up update your profile kind of in stealth mode. And that way it won't signal to your employer. Right. Because you don't want them knowing, hey, I'm looking Look for, for a job. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't. Yeah. It's not something. That Guess what? We're looking for a, a new person to hire. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, now, I know Facebook has groups. LinkedIn, do they have groups as well? And if so, like what's the importance in them? And commenting and things like that yeah so engagement on linkedin is huge right like you for you to kind of grow your audience and your connections your networks you definitely want to be on there posting content um liking uh commenting things like that but with the linkedin groups i mean it's a great way for you to go ahead and build a tribe and an audience mm -hmm. so it's a great feature it's been around for for a while um so i'm in a few groups in the resume writing space so you can get like a whole bunch of people together who have a similar commonality or, or interest and mm -hmm. kind of grow that similar to facebook groups um, I use them a lot and it's a great way to, if you're on LinkedIn all day, every day to kind of keep your, your network you know, together and kind of keep them updated. Mm -hmm. So I think that groups are, are a great option. Um, but it just depends on like what you're looking for and what you're looking to do. Cause there needs to be value. You don't just want to join a group where they're just self-promoting. So that kind of happens a lot mm -hmm. nowadays. Like they're just promoting, you know, themselves, but a group should really be something where everybody's getting value out of the content that's being created. And how important is it or how frequent should you be creating content or making posts for LinkedIn? Oh, every day. Okay. I mean, it depends on, on, on what you're looking for, but I've seen that people even posting their resume on LinkedIn saying, Hey, you know, I don't have a job. Like, can someone connect me? And that's you get 200, 300 likes, which is huge because LinkedIn's reach is very organic. So, so it's not like um, Instagram and Facebook where you got to really pay to get like organic views and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think that's a really, really good. I never thought of that. So, like, when somebody's putting, like, a meme on Instagram, somebody on LinkedIn is actually putting up, like, I need a job. Here's my resume. Yeah, you can put up, a, I have a job. Or you can also just put, like, updates to, like, you can put, like, company um, events or photos, different things like that. So, it's really like a professional network. So, this is like a different level of content, I'd say, etiquette that you would take on LinkedIn than Facebook and LinkedIn. Gotcha, gotcha. Another thing with LinkedIn, a lot of times, well, something that I learned early on is that, so, like, in my business as a financial advisor, the lifeline is referrals. That's how we get clients. That's how I get clients. So, that's a difficult thing for a lot of people because they don't know they don't have a system to get referrals. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a way that you can get referrals where you can, you know, if you have mutual friends with somebody on LinkedIn, um, you can do, you can look at who they're connected with and say, okay, like, this is a person that I definitely want to meet. So, a lot of times you ask somebody for referrals. The worst thing you can do, and this is a sales tip to anybody, the worst thing you can do in sales is to say, who do you know to refer me to? <laughs> they don't know anybody. Yeah. Right? You got to be specific. 
like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that just had a baby, that just got married, da-da-da-da. Who do you know? Now, that helps. But now if you have a list, like if you know I want to meet Wayne Johnson, who's the vice president at this company, I know you know him because you're connected, so don't say right. you don't know him. Exactly. How can you introduce me to him? Yeah. Put him on the spot. You got to put him on the spot, and then you, you print the list out. No, absolutely. And you bring it with you, and you, you have an uncomfortable conversation. This is the thing about referrals. It's going off a little topic, but it's, it's, it's business-related. You have to have uncomfortable conversations when it comes to referrals. Referrals are extremely... We haven't talked about referrals yet. There's no business without referrals. It's the biggest thing in the world, and people are so scared to ask for referrals because nobody wants to... Be, people are just scared. Like they're just like, I don't want to. I already, <laughs> I already made some money. Right. I don't want to screw it up. Right. right. But you make money once. That's not enough. You got to have a system in place where you can make money on a continuous basis. The easy way to do that is referrals. So you have to have a referral system in place. Absolutely. And LinkedIn is a powerful way to have a referral system because it has people that you can already reach out to, and you can present the in the meeting, the closing meeting, and you can ask them. I need to be introduced to this person. Um, can you can you do it? Yeah, and and that's what LinkedIn was for. It's it's a, it's really a networking tool, and the best way to network is when someone knows, like, and trusts you. And say, and if I know that you have a connection, it, it shouldn't be that hard for you to make the intro. And that's all you're really looking for. Um, another thing on LinkedIn too, kind of speaking on that whole re referral piece, is recommendations. And on LinkedIn, it's a really robust way for you to show someone that you, that you know your, your craft is by getting recommendations. You can actually send those out to people, which is even great. You know, even if it's like friends and family, you know, you can start to establish credibility. And then with the credibility, when you are reaching out to referrals, people can then see, hey, like this person knows a lot about this subject. No, they, they, oh, okay. they, beat, they beat that in my head. LinkedIn, they beat that in my head. That's why I'm so adamant about LinkedIn. It's like when I became a financial advisor for three years, I had to go to training. Um, three days a week at the firm I was working with. And that's all they talked about was LinkedIn. Like, they were in love with LinkedIn. I'm like, I never even heard of LinkedIn before. But apparently, everybody was using it. Yeah. I mean, and they you, just kept beating it in our head. Like, you got to use LinkedIn. <laughs> like, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. So don't sleep on LinkedIn, people. It's, it's, it's something that, like I said, especially in our community, a lot of times we don't understand the power of it. Yeah. It's not as sexy. It's not as cool as Facebook or, well, not Facebook, but Instagram for sure. It's not exciting at all, but it's got its purpose. It has it? its purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I was going to say, just the last thing about uh, LinkedIn is that even on Instagram, they have hashtags. How effective are hashtags in LinkedIn? Are, are they effective at all? Yeah, very, very, very effective. Um, And, you know, unlike Instagram and kind of Facebook, when you go on LinkedIn, you should really only use about four to five hashtags and mm. keep them very specific to the content that you're going to post about. So for me, I post a lot of content about like employment or resumes or interviewing, but if I'm only gonna post the content about, let's say, resumes, I'm not gonna say hashtag interview. I'm gonna keep it really specific because what you can also do is have your post trending in a specific hashtag and then LinkedIn will actually let you know. So let's say you post a really great content, whether it's an article, a blog, or a short form, long form, and you have some really good hashtags, people literally, like, they, they will literally, like, um, like, constantly review hashtags and actually go in there and say, hey, like, I'm gonna follow hashtag. And it's like, it's like similar to Instagram where, like you might follow a hashtag, but are you really liking this up? On LinkedIn, the engagement is huge for hashtags. So mm. you definitely want to post content that people will resonate with. Um, and yeah, I think there was that that said like 1% of people on LinkedIn actually post content. So you being part of that 1% is great because you're getting it out there. There's a lot of lurkers on social media yeah. and the internet in general, right? So you want to be on that side. Yeah. So resumes, right? Going off of LinkedIn, um, a couple questions just on resumes because you have a resume writing company. 
So how can somebody improve their resume? This is something that is not easy. I've never, I've never had a resume before. I've had a, a bunch. So <laughs> I, I've never had a resume before. Um, but for resume. The, the resume <laughs> thing is big, obviously, if, you, if you're looking to have a job, right? What are some ways that people can, I know you said like keywords. Keywords are huge. What does that mean? Keywords means that there are certain things in your resume that will resonate with the um, recruiter's searches, right? So any recruiter, they're running certain searches on you know, these different job boards to kind of find your resume and to, for you to pop up as a candidate. And so if you have the right keywords in your resume, you will get picked up. So it's almost like SEO and search, right? Google, right? Yeah, so it's almost like the same concept. So, so what are some keywords? So the keywords will depend on your industry. So there's no one size fits all resume, and that's a really key let's, distinction. Let's take education for example. Yeah, education for example. So you may want to put something like, um, you know, uh, for for well, what type of education role? Because again, uh, it, it does depends. Okay. Or you know what, administration. Administration. So yeah. you want to put like some of your executive assisting um, capabilities. You might want to put that you do uh, whether it's like bookkeeping, but it, you got to keep it specific to like your actual skill sets and the roles. Mm -hmm. So you don't just want to stuff keywords in there that are just gonna, that you see on the job description. So a lot of people do that. They'll, they'll, they'll read a job description and say, hey, like I saw this, let me just put in my resume. Yeah. But you wanna make sure that it's it's gonna resonate with the skill sets that you do have. Um, so it really just depends. Like let's say you're in um, the technology field, you may wanna put like software development um, on there, right? Mm -hmm. um, engineering. So it really does depend on the actual resume because it, it goes by the industry. You can't just say, hey, you know, I want to get a job as a, as a teacher, but you have like, you just put everything on there. because. Yeah. People are multifaceted. What about the standard length of a resume? Because I've seen people hand in five-page resumes. I've seen two-page. What is the standard length? So I'm going to give you an answer that, that you don't want to hear. What is it? It depends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Um, but the rule of thumb for, for us is that we want to keep your resume to one page. And the reason that we want to do that is because we want to be more concise with like the formatting, the structure, and how we organize it. But let's say you're like an executive or you have 15, 20 years of experience we may opt for the two-page resume, but we definitely don't want to do a three-page resume. Like three-page resumes, they don't work. Anything more than two pages, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. All right, what are some things that should not be on it? What definitely should never be on your resume? Definitely not an objective statement. I don't know where these things oh, came yeah, from. Objective. <laughs> I had that. <laughs> so we know definitely so had any, that. any employer is going to know that you're looking for a job. So we can cut the objective statement right out, right out the gate, right? Um, you even going through of applying, like they know, hey, like you're qualified for the role. So you definitely don't want an objective statement. That's number one. Number two is you don't want a photo on your resume because what it will do is it will throw off the ATS systems. What's that? Mm, what's what's that? ATS? So ATS stands, system stands for Applicant Tracking System, and it's a system that all the modern recruiters and hiring managers are using to sift through the dozens, if not you know, hundreds of applications that they're getting for these actual roles. And so what how it works is that the ATS system is kind of parsing your resume. So let's say you're, you uploaded on ZipRecruiter or CareerBuilder. It's literally parsing to see, okay, does this resume have an education uh, section? Does the resume have a, a professional experience section, skill section? And so a lot of them are pretty outdated and they're not you know, really built to process photos. And so the photo can throw it off and say, let's say where your education would be, like it will uh, have your, your, your skills there. And so you don't really want to have a photo on there because it will just throw that off, right? It just, it's it kind of when, when you talk about the skill section, I, I was reading somewhere like, with, there's no need to no longer put that um, I uh, I know how to use Microsoft Word or Outlook. 
Like these are soft skills that uh, should not even be mentioned anymore. Is that true? Well, it, it depends because for certain for for, for for certain fields, let's say you're on a creative side, like I would definitely put like Adobe Suite. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely you know um, it's a common known that everybody typically knows how to use Google <laughs> Docs or, or Microsoft Word. Yeah, it's like basic skill sets that you should have for any job. And if you don't have them, definitely you know go download you know Microsoft Suite or Google Suite and, and kind of play around with those tools because it's it's really high in demand. All right. So in the last segment, we're going to go into what I'm really interested to know is um, your business. I want to know the one-on-one of the business and how you actually <laughs> grew so fast because it's, it's been a very fast trajectory for you. So we're going to go over everything that, um, you know, the blueprint. All right. So business, this is a business podcast. So we got to talk about how you're building your business. So, all right. You started with something called omni-channel approach to get leads. Yeah. What, what's, what is that? So omni-channel marketing is essentially an, an, an omni-channel business is essentially going after multiple um, avenues to get business. Right. So everybody has and as you should have for any business is a website. Your website is like, you know, your one stop shop for everything about your business. Right. So you will get a lot of leads from your website. If you're just getting organic traffic, you're sending it to a friend like, hey, I started this business. Check it out. That's number one. Number two is that you also want to be on other platforms, right? So for us, there's a lot of platforms that you can find resume writers. So I mentioned before Upwork, which is huge. So Upwork is one of the largest uh, freelancing sites out there. So creating, we have an account created on, on Upwork. We also get leads from uh, LinkedIn. So I mentioned that before. LinkedIn is a huge way because again, with the ProFinder stuff, they're constantly sending us leads. Um, we also are on Google Ads, right? So we're getting revenue and kind of um, leads coming from Google. And then essentially just finding out other touch points, whether it's referrals, uh, blogs that were on other podcasts, there's different ways. So we kind of have an omni-channel approach in terms of getting leads for, for the business. And, that, and that's what it really allowed us to grow, right? Because when we first started, we were literally, we just had a website. And that's great because if you tell someone or someone like finds you through organic search, you know, you can, you can make a sale. Um, but yeah, having that omni-channel approach and just having more ways for customers to find you, I think is, I think was the key. So it's like, yeah, you could find me on the on the website, but also, hey, let's say someone went to LinkedIn first, they can also find us. So when you had Brandon, uh, oh, not Brandon, we had resumes.co, it was just you writing the resumes. Brandon, re brand resumes now, it's, is it you? Who else is doing it? Yeah, so brand resumes, we have a team of about 22 uh, right now, so about 16, 17 resume writers on staff. I'm the, the chief resume writer, so I kind of review all the resumes that come in and out. Mm -hmm. um, we have like a software engineer who works on the back end stuff, um, and then like some other virtual assistants. So, so yeah. You have 22 resume writers? 17 resume writers, a team of 22. So Are far. they like freelance? Yeah, so everybody's a freelancer. So that's really the model is to, is that I realized really early on is that, hey, you know, I would love to be able to hire as much full-time resume writers as I could, right? Because that way, you know that it's consistency, right? Because you don't want to have to worry about, let's say, you wake up tomorrow, you get a ton of new orders, and the freelancer's like, hey, like, I can't work, or I'm not available, or hey, I chose to, like, to quit freelancing. You know, you're kind of dead in the water. Um, but at the same time, the more freelancers that you do have, like, you kind of have a bigger pool of people to choose from. So a lot of our resume writers are freelancers, and it's a great model for them because we bring everything as brand resumes. We do the sales, we do the marketing, we handle the payment costs. You literally just have to do the, do, do, actually do the resume and then we'll manage the entire process. And we also give you the process. What's, what's the turnaround time? So the, so, the, so the turnaround time is about five to seven business days okay. from the time that you purchase a service at brand resumes, which is faster than our competitors. So believe it or not, some people take two weeks, three weeks to do a resume. So I'm telling jobs. you, 
you know, you're looking for a job and you're like, and you want a new resume and someone's like, hey, I'll give it to you back in two, three weeks. Nah, like, a lot can happen in two weeks. You mm -hmm. can, a lot of opportunities can get passed up in two weeks if you're not able to apply with a good resume. And what would happen is sometimes people would say, hey, well, you know, like in the meantime, should I apply to jobs with what I have? Quick answer, no, <laughs> right? <laughs> like if you're, if you're document, if you aren't confident in your document, right? Because your resume is really like a, a marketing tool. It's a powerful marketing tool that's used to sell who you are to the um, hiring managers. And what I, the analogy that I like to use is, look, the hiring manager and the recruiter, they're the buyer. You, as a candidate, you're the, you're the product. So you want to, you know, apply with like that, with that best, you know, professional look on there. So, all right. So walk me through this process. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to find a job, right? I want to mm -hmm. be an accountant. What do I, like, how do you write my resume? Do I tell you, does it like a, a pre-written, like a, a questionnaire thing online? Like, and then from those questions, somebody writes it or do I have to come with something written already and you revise it? Like, how is it done? Yeah. So there's, so there's a few different approaches um, in the resume writing world. Like sometimes, so there, there's a questionnaire process that we use and I'll kind of get into that. Sometimes um, resume writers like to do uh, phone interviews. So they'll get on the phone and you will kind of talk about everything that's going on and they'll record the conversation and go back to it afterwards. What I realized by doing that in the beginning is that that's not really the most efficient process per se for resume writing. So we do, do we, so we do opt for the questionnaire. So all right. So let's say you came to us and said, "Hey, I want to become an accountant. I've done some internships, or let's say I'm looking to transition from um, as, as as a teacher. You just know that's what you want to do. We would literally take whatever you have, right? So your resume, or if you don't have one, we'll create it from scratch. And we really want to focus on your accomplishments, your success stories, and your key achievements, right? Because it's really about what you've done." A company doesn't care about like what you can do because they they're assuming that you can do the job but it's about how are you better than everybody else how can we show your story and how can we and how can we connect with that right so we'll go ahead we'll take your resume um we will work with you closely to rewrite it so we do we actually do the writing you give us the information up front and then we'll literally craft your story for you okay and so right so I, okay you give the story you craft it for me I get to see it or that's like once it's done it's done no so there's a very it's a very collaborative process <clears throat> so we would literally give you a draft resume right and you would be able to rate it say hey you know this is excellent ready to finalize hey this is good hey this is bad and based off of your initial feedback we would then continue to retweak it do some revisions to make sure that we're putting it in the best light for you right but you sign off on the resume so we're gonna, and it's pretty awesome because a lot of times resume writers are like hey uh, if you work with us, you have one or two revisions. We have unlimited revisions until you say, hey, I'm ready to sign off. So, so I get the final draft and then what? Now it's like, I got to go find a job or like, do y'all help in that process too? Yeah, absolutely. So Brand Resumes, we are a resume writing and career advancement service. And I like the, the, the notion of end career advancement because resume writing is not what we do. It's really the core of your job search. You want to have an amazing resume. Mm -hmm. You also want to have a really good LinkedIn, right? But what we also do is something called resume distribution. So we can literally take your resume and post it up to 60 of the top job boards in an automated fashion. So depending I'm literally telling my, you. My, my depending on my industry. Yeah, depending on industry. So okay. I'm telling you, hey, you're looking for education jobs? We know all the education job boards. Hey, you're looking for a tech job? We know all the tech job boards. So instead of you sitting there and researching that, we know what those are. We can post your resume, right? Yeah. How, do you, I, how do you guys know? So through the questionnaire. So through okay. the questionnaire process, we know exactly what you're looking for. Okay. And what we also do something that I really like is something called targeted jobs at Booster, and we apply to jobs on your behalf. So let's say you work a nine to five, mm -hmm. or you're looking to get out, kind of get out of your current role, but you just don't have the time. You don't want to apply to jobs while you're at work. We take that burden off of you. All right. That's dope. So That's I, like, I really <laughs> like the idea of um, 
it's like a custom made suit. Like, you know, like you going for, if anybody's got a suit made, like you just don't get a suit. Like they do your measurements first and then you go on for the first fitting and then it's like second fitting, sometimes even a third fitting. Like, cause the first fitting is like, it might not fit properly. So then they got to bring the suit in. They got to make some changes to it. So that's pretty much what you're doing with the resume. Yeah, absolutely. You're not just like pumping them out. Like you're like saying, okay, how do you like this? We need to tweak this. We need to do this. And then when they get it, they are fully confident that it's to the best of their ability. Right. They're, they're confident. And typically when they see the draft, they're they, like, they're literally in love. They're like, wow. Like I wasn't, I, I didn't know what I was expecting. Cause you, you think about a new resume like there's a lot of different ideas that be floating in your head about what that might look like. But clients are typically really happy when they see the, the, the actual draft resume. We go through to finalize it, and then we take it and say, hey, let's post it up. Let's try and get you um, some, some tracks in your, in your job search. So from a business standpoint, the writers, do they get mad? Like They're like, I got to rewrite this thing again. Like How does that work? So we've built a pretty efficient process around revisions. Right. So before, you know, it was all it was actually all, all, all email based. And a, a key thing that I want to talk about is just understanding your process. So when we first started with resumes.com, with mm-hmm. brandresumes.com, it was all manual. So we literally had um, just like a regular Google Drive. And that's where we handled all of our orders. But what we did is we built a platform to manage the entire order process that the clients go through now. And so in that process, when they do get the uh, draft resume, we have a box that says, hey, give us your revision request. So they're very targeted and specific with exactly what they want to do, like change this, change that, right? So we know exactly what, what, how, how we need to edit the resume for the client. Yeah, that cuts down on the time. Absolutely, exactly. Because you can go back and forth like six, seven times, yeah. and now we know exactly what you want to fix. Let's fix it. And it's an investment in resume. I mean, yeah. this, in this environment, it's a com- competitive environment for people coming out of college, people that's not only, you know, the hardest people to find jobs is um, people that's, um, transitioning like they might be like 40 50 and they've worked at a company for like 20 or 30 years like i have clients that like get laid off and it's like you've been at one company for 30 years and you're 50 years old and you know employers are probably hire somebody that's 22 because they could pay them pay a lot less, less. absolutely yeah. so now it's like yeah you're in a tough spot and so any advantage that you can that you can give yourself in the, in the um, job world, if you're looking for a job, is is, is an investment. Yeah, and there's even published statistics on professional resume writing firms and how you know with a new crafted resume, you can sometimes get a twenty to a thirty percent salary increase or a bump by just having you know a good resume that's going to get you to that to that next level, right? Because sometimes like you're in a role and you may be qualified for a promotion, but you just don't know because they're not just going to come to say, hey, like, we're gonna we're gonna just pay you more. But with the new resume, you can go out and apply to different roles and you should get some traction. Right. So, so based on when you, you get the final revision and you put it on the job boards, is my resume shooting to the top of the job board or, or do you know, is there any guarantee on that? So your resume, so it depends, right? Because the recruiting is really driven by the recruiters and the hiring managers. They're, they're, they're the ones who are actually going to the job boards and pulling resumes. But the thing is, if, you, if, you, if you're not showing up, then you can't be seen, mm. right? So if you're not even on the job boards, then you don't even have an opportunity to, to have your resume pulled. And the fact that you're applying for it helps in that process. Exactly, because now you're up on multiple job boards. And so sometimes the way it works is that recruiters will have individual relationships with different job boards. So let's say a recruiter is posting a job um, to ZipRecruiter and LinkedIn, but let's say they're not on um, Glassdoor, for example, right? Yeah. But the more job boards that you're on as an applicant, you have more visibility because let's say a recruiter is, is a partner with this job board and that job board, and then they can find you. Gotcha, gotcha. No, that's dope. It's a um, lot of services, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah it's good. Yeah. How, how, how'd you grow so fast? Like, how did that, it just all just 
through the different avenues of advertising? Well, I would say that we had a lot of organic growth, one through word of mouth. As soon as we started, people started talking about us a lot. Like, hey, like I was able to, we had a lot of early success stories, I'd say, which was huge. So we started creating videos on, you know, clients saying, hey, I got a new resume. And then within two months, I'm getting tons of hit ups on LinkedIn. Recruiters actually reach out to candidates too. So we got a lot of word of mouth from just you know, recent referrals. Um, and then when we started to pick up on ProFinder, I said, hey, I need to duplicate myself. So I'm not just on ProFinder, but my entire team is on ProFinder as well. And so when you look at getting leads, our entire team is getting leads for the resume writing services as well, which is, which is really impactful. Yeah, your, your pricing option is something that separates you as well. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And so with, with the, we have pretty strategic pricing um, because we do offer all of our services standalone, but the, there's a huge power in packages. And so what we do is we literally bundle. We say, hey, you know, you can do a resume, you can do a LinkedIn, and we'll also give you a free thank you note letter template, which is huge because when you do start getting these interviews, you want to say thank you, right? That's a rule of thumb. Like any interview that you go on, you should definitely be saying thank you afterwards. And there's a really you know interesting way that you should be doing that. Hey, this is the model that's free. Um, so with the packages, people can kind of go in and I quickly identify. Another key thing that I would say why we grew so fast is that we clients can identify with our services, right? So back when we we're doing resumes.co, someone would come to us and say, I need a resume. We'd say, okay, but now it's like, we specialize in a few different industries. So we really, you know, do resumes and technology all day, every day, marketing, legal, sales, HR, education, right? So some of the faster growing industries. And so when people come to our website, they quickly identify and then they see a package that really works for them and then they end up purchasing it. But before they purchase the package, we have essentially like a consultation process. Mm -hmm. So with the consultation process, which I feel like is huge for any services-based business, you should have some type of consultation uh, process, whether it's like 15 minute intro calls or 30 minute calls to really understand your customer and be able to tell them about what's going on. And I think that's what really differentiates ourselves. When we, when clients get on the call to learn about our services, we tell them everything. They have complete visibility into the process, the next steps and what they should expect. So it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you, look, if this is good for you, this is, these are the prices and then they connect with it and then they typically purchase. Yeah, I just had a conversation with my colleague, her, her son is home from college and he's trying to get a job. And she was like, his resume sucks. I was like, funny, I got an interview today with a guy. Maybe I should let you meet him. No, yeah. it's, a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And uh, like I said, I mean, I'm blessed to never have a resume. But no, it's a Very fact. blessed. That's a fact. But, <laughs> but the vast majority of everybody at one point has to put together a resume. And it's like, once again, one of these things where you don't really learn about it in school. Definitely not. And you just kind of wing it. You Google or you try to, you know, you got to hire somebody to help you. And it's like, you don't want to play around with something that your career is riding on. True. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, That's a if fact. you think about it like that, it's like a couple hundred dollars could potentially, you know, save you hundreds of thousands of dollars or in the long run. Or potentially make you And, and, and dollars, imagine right? if you're being underpaid for a role and you don't even know about it. That's another thing. That aspect. hurts. Yeah. And I see that a lot. Someone comes to us and say, hey, I'm only getting paid $50,000. And I know through LinkedIn salary, through all those different tools, yeah, you could be getting 70, 75 for this role. This is a high demand role. What are you doing, right? Let's do your resume, put it out there, and you see if you get, kind of get some attraction. So that's huge. So one is being underpaid. And he spoke about something that's really interesting about, you know, having a job for, you know, 10, 15 years. Ideally, you should open up your resume every six months. Straight up, like you should really take an assessment of your skill sets because we are constantly developing ourselves, our professional development, right? Six months from now, you may learn some new skill sets. Uh, you may work on a strategic project. You might have a new accomplishment. 
open your resume and then that's and then you know you should have that on there and also even for people that have a job people by nature are creatures of habit and we're scared of change so mm-hmm. a lot of time people just stay in a job and just to just stay because they don't want to leave it but even if you don't get fired even if you are quote unquote comfortable you still might want to put your resume out there to see what the possibilities yeah, might are like big you, might, for you. you yeah. might you might be undervalued yeah it happens all the time i tell this all the time to my clients you can be comfortable but don't be complacent right because complacency like if you're sitting there and you know you you just you don't you don't want to see what's out there you just want to stick to what what feels good you know you can be passing tons of opportunities by and just by putting yourself out there and just getting an assessment of what you're worth you should know your worth right that's a, that's a really basic thing like what am i worth right and just knowing that is really powerful because then you can set your price no, nah, it's powerful, man. Brandon, we appreciate you, man. Really, really appreciate that. that was a He's lot of information. <laughs> prodigy, definitely prodigy. Like Another I said, prodigy. I mean, if the vast majority of people have to get resumes done, so why not go to somebody that you can identify with? Yep. Why not go to somebody that, you know, is obviously extremely bright? And um, this is really the whole platform of Earn Your Leisure is that we like to bring on entrepreneurs that not only can you learn from, but you can also support too. Um, so, how can they um, find information on your website, your social media handles? Yeah, all where that can stuff? they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're on YouTube. So I have we're we're, we're putting YouTube contents out every week. Um, you can find me on YouTube if you just Google um, Brandon Mitchell brand resumes. Follow me on LinkedIn. Um, just type into uh, LinkedIn Brandon Mitchell. I'm gonna be the first result. It's the SEO. <laughs> uh, Instagram. Brandon underscore the resume guru. So I put out a lot of content on not just resumes and LinkedIn, but anything being in, in the employment space um, from careers to some of the to, uh, top things that you do and anything related to just careers and employment, right? Because there's a lot of education that I feel like our community is lacking and I kind of want to bridge that gap and just put it out there. All right. Dope, dope, dope. Troy, so housekeeping we, we gotta give a huge shout out to Patreon, right? Like, yeah, that, oh yeah, that, right. <laughs> Patreon, shout out to Patreon. Brandon is a Patreon member who has become an alumni. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. They, the the first to do it. The first, <laughs> the first ever. Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon. All our patrons, uh, as you know, we have five tiers. We're actually revamping Patreon um, for our one year anniversary, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and shout out to Africa. Literally, before we started taping this, she um, sent, uh, they sent a message. And they were like, hey, I love you guys. I'm like, Yo, the continent, about- Africa? That's the person's name. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it's a young lady. Um, but she was asking about how to start a podcast. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to put the episode out tonight and <laughs> you'll be able to hear everything. So, And we did an Earn Your Leisure University course on it. So she uh, or he now has access to that um, because they're a tier four member. So shout out to everybody on Patreon.com, everybody that supports. It's our Proud to Pay program, you know. Tier four and five members, you have access to Earn Your Leisure University, our online school. I am wearing the merch today. Shout out to everybody that's on Earn Your Leisure University. Um, that is our online school. Like I said, again, uh, we have courses every week, uh, three times a week. Matt uh, does his real estate courses on Monday. Uh, we have our guest webinars on Wednesdays, and Rashad and myself do one on uh, Thursdays, business-related topics. Um, so shout out to everybody that's on there, and everybody supporting the merch. Um, Shadi's wearing the number one shirt, Assets Over Liabilities. That's moving. Um, yeah, so appreciate y'all. Yeah, for sure. Um, EYL University classes back in session. We took um, a week off for the holidays. Yeah. But um, new semester. <laughs> yep. New semester. That's been all the way, too. A lot of content coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we, we in full swing right now, three days a week. We're we up and running. And DC, I'm not DC. DC was crazy. Shout out to DC. But yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta, once again, cannot forget you guys. 
two days, two to three days by the time this comes out, yeah. you still have a couple, couple of seats left probably. Um, and it's gonna be dope, man. It's really gonna be yeah. dope experience. So if you you're in up, town, right? oh, yeah, Brandon will be there. January, February is the best month for this business. <laughs> Brandon will be <laughs> in the building for sure. So we're gonna have so many alumni. It's gonna be ridiculous. So hope to see everybody um, this weekend for sure. And uh, the book tip of this week is the trusted advisor, um, recommended by our guests. So make sure you check that <laughs> out. Check it out. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.